Hey, 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 it's me, the Kentucky Guy, and thank you for listening to this episode of the Red Pill Current News Podcast. On this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about Trump becoming a wartime president back in 2020. We're talking about people waking up, how the deep state continues to fall for traps set by the white hats, by the good guys, and how it's all starting to come together. Thank you once again for listening to this episode of the Red Pill Current News Podcast. Welcome to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. I'm your host, your truth finder, the truth seeker, your irrelevant, award-winning host, the Kentucky Guy. Hope everybody's having a fantastic day today. If this is your first time joining the show, be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button. Also hit that notification button so you will be notified every time we post a new episode. We are on 73 different audio platforms at the moment, including Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Pandora, and many, many more. Podbean, we're on them all, so check us out. Also, for you wrestling fans, I do co-host with Donny Cage, Against the Mat, a wrestling podcast. We drop two episodes there a week, every Tuesday and Saturday. We are on the same exact platform. We talk about pro wrestling, past, present, and future. Right here, though, if you'd ever like to be a guest on this show, we talk about politics, we talk about world news, we do interviews, we talk about what's going on in this beautiful, crazy country of ours, and we drop two episodes here a week. If you'd ever like to be a guest on this show or have any questions for myself, you can always email me at Kentucky O-L, Kentucky spelled out, 99 at yahoo.com. That's old Kentucky 99 at yahoo.com. Also, in the description below, you will find all the links to our social media, including the merch shop, as well as many other things. The book is out. Got a, got a book out. You get a chance to check that out on Amazon, America, the land of the sleeping. And it's going to, as actually discussing that book a little bit, what I want to talk about today. Now, I know that we've been going back, last, uh, the last episode we talked about the Eisenhower, Eisenhower uh, era, along with Truman, LBJ, and we've done that in the last few episodes. This episode, though, I want to talk more about, I've, I've received some questions in the email, and I want to talk more about what's going on right now in the United States. So... Here we go. Let's get into today's episode. Yeah, let's do it. Let's see what this is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's an emergency, folks. You heard the sirens. Okay, so I received some emails and some questions, comments, concerns about 
what is going on? How come we are in 2023? Trump has been arrested and indicted. How are you still, I guess the best question was, do you still believe that in devolution, which was the whole reasoning behind my book, do you still believe it exists in a continuation of government? My answer is very, very simple. Yes. Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> I'm sorry. I do believe that that happened. I believe on March 2020. And once again, never take my word for it. Okay. Go do your own research. Dig around. I'm telling you, you'd be amazing what you find, even if you do just a little bit of digging. March 2020, President Donald Trump became a wartime president. <gasps> Wait a minute, Kentucky guy. That's the first time you've ever given a date on that. Yes, I know. I finally found out the date. So, uh, it, And it has to do with code 50, the U.S. code 46. Zero six. All you have to do is look it up. And basically what this did is this allowed him. There was foreign interference in our election in November 2020. Would you believe me if I told you that Trump seen that four years prior? See, a lot of people think this war, and we are in a fifth generation war. It's not the, your typical war with guns and tanks and bombs and things of that nature. But it's more of an information warfare, propaganda war, you could call it. And a lot of people think this war started after November 2020. Some people think it started after January 6, 2021. So let me fill you in on something. This war, where we've actually been fighting back on a grander scale, and this war is, and trust me, this war is not just a war here in America. This is a world war, okay? Other countries are involved. Now, here, here's the thing, okay? It's been going on for seven years. When Trump came down the escalator to announce his campaign for president in 2016, all right, four days prior to that, four days prior to that, the war actually started. It did. Do your own research. Now, so here's the thing. These traps continue to be set for the deep state, for the elites, whatever you want to call them, for the bad people. And surprisingly, they continue to fall for them. It, it, it amazes me. Okay, so so here's the thing. Let's look. Let's go back a little bit because I want to try to bring you guys to my way of thinking. I don't want to push it on you, but I do, I do, I do, I do want you to understand where I'm coming from, okay? Now, let's go back to the raid, FBI raid, on Mar-a-Lago, Trump's home in Florida. All right, so just, just think about it for just a moment. The FBI goes in, they raid Trump's home looking for classified, classified document. What did that do? They didn't accomplish anything, but what did it do overall, though? Well, it set a president, right? The president is, okay, so we, so then they went 
and they searched Biden's home in Delaware and Pennsylvania and the great Corvette in the, in the garage and what have you. And they found all kinds of classified documents. Now, as Trump stated, when you're president, and we went over this in prior, uh, previous episodes, when you're president, you can say out loud these documents are no longer, and this is not just from Trump, this is proven, this has been the law for years. If you're president, you can say these, these documents are no longer classified. A president can declassify them. However, a vice president cannot. You see the president that they set there? They fell right for that trap, right? So also, Mike Pence, who was a vice president, who did not and does not have the right to declassify files or papers, documents, uh, they went and searched his home. And guess what? They found some as well, right? I'm not going to talk a whole lot about a Pence, but I just want to show you. So here's the thing. How come we don't hear about the documents they supposedly found at Trump's Mar-a-Lago when they raided his home? Because they took up and Donald Trump used executive privilege. Now, <laughs> and you can go to, all you have to do is type in executive privilege uh, the documents on congressreports.com. And for those of you that think Biden is actually our president and commander in chief, like he's really got the reins, okay, let me ask you a couple questions. First of all, when you look up executive privilege, it says that the current, a current sitting president can use executive privilege, right? However, a former president, in order to use executive privilege, like Trump did, it's left up, that decision is left up to the current sitting president. So two questions for you. First of all, and it's kind of funny, but I'm going to ask it. Do you really think Joe Biden, Sleepy Joe, approved and would have done that to help out Trump approve the executive privilege that Trump used on those documents found. Come on. Really? Do you really think Sleepy Joe is going to do that? No, right? Now, my second question. If Joe Biden is the true commander-in-chief and president, well, like him or love him or hate him, he has all the power that every other president before him has, unless the law has changed, and no laws have changed, not in this area we're talking about. He's had all the privileges, everything. So if he's, if he's the, the commander-in-chief and he's the president, why in the world has he not used executive privilege for himself? They're still digging up files on him. It's not over with him at all. You actually hear more about it, uh, the uh, so many classified files found at his places more than Trump's now. See the president that they sent? It was a trap, folks. It was a trap. And they fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. Here's the thing. There's another trap that was just set. And they fell for it again. And that was Trump supposedly was indicted. 
and put in jail. Okay, folks, if he was really indicted and put in jail, where's the mugshot? Don't tell me that that mugshot wouldn't be all over the place. But guess what? The deep state fell for it again. It was a trap. A new president, president has been set. What does that mean? Now, it's saying that you can indict former United States presidents who committed criminal acts. That's the president that they've set. So look at your former presidents, Bill Clinton. And remember what they're trying to get. And by the way, if you really think Trump's guilty, how come Stormy Daniels has paid $250,000 to Trump's defense team in reimbursement for what this has cost? And she's going to pay more. Just answer that for me. If he's guilty, err a little bit on this. And I'm not saying he was a great person back then, but if he's guilty for what they're trying to charge him of, yeah, why is she paying those? You wouldn't pay that if you're a victim. You wouldn't pay it. I don't care how much money you had. Think about it. But now these former presidents, Bill Clinton, gee, uh, Monica Lewinsky, I don't know. You got any women in his, in his closet? I mean, huh. You know, Obama, we know he was a crook. We know he was a bad president. We know he did illegal things. George Bush. Yeah. All these guys now, they're sitting around scratching their head. They're like, wait a minute. What kind of, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What kind of can of worms have we opened up here? What, what, what's going on? What, what's going on? Well, now, Kentucky guy, you were talking about the 2020. And, you know, you're talking about how they, you're, you're quoting the big lie, right? The big lie. So first of all, I want you to do something for me. Get it, get a pen and paper out, get you a pen and paper. And I want you to type and you can do it in Google. I don't care where you do that. You can do it in any search browser. Okay. Well, you told us not to use Google. I said to Google tracks you. You'll still get the same information you'll get from DuckDuckGo any of these other browsers, but Google does track you to try to sell stuff to you. Do your own research. That's all I can say about that. So in your web browser, I want you to type this, a search in your search bar. Search Trump, Texas, December 7th, 2020, gov. This document that it brings up shows that in December of 2020, the state of Texas filed a lawsuit against Pennsylvania, Georgia, all these, Arizona, all these uh, states where there was what? Election fraud. Why? Why is that coming out of Texas? Trump lives in Florida. Yes, but our country, once again, you'll have to do your own research on this. Don't just take my word for it. Our country is actually being ran out of Texas as far as the DOJ, Pentagon, things like that. So just throwing that out there. Just throwing it out there. Now, here's something that I went back and one of the, one of the guys found for me. Uh, this is old, but I want you to, if I can read it here. This was a D.C. circuit case. It was Campbell versus uh, Bill Clinton, and the case was sitting president 
for what measures a president can take on a uh, repeal, repel foreign aggression. Recognizing that the president has no power to initiate or declare a war, observer that was may event may event without without declaration of either side. I apologize. This this is uh much much uh much tougher to read than what I thought it was going to be. Let's see here. Let me make it just a little bit bigger. Let's see. And so item add, let's see. An instance where war is declared. Well, well, well. How come I can't get that to come up? Uh, where war is declared against the United States by the actions of another country, the president does not initiate and does not initiate the war, but is bound uh, to to prevent the challenge without without waiting for any special legislative authority importantly the court that it can the supreme court that it cannot disrupt the president on measures necessary to repel foreign aggression the court has no jurisdiction in this so what's your three branches of government right we only have three you know what's really sad what's really sad is a lot of a lot of americans right a lot of them can't tell you what your three branches of government are. Can't tell you what the first, second, third amendments are. There are people who live in other countries who know more about the way our government runs. I'm talking about like the actual branches, not no corruption or anything, <laughs> but actual branches, how they run better than Americans. And I think that's just, uh, I think that's sad, very sad and kind of concerning, you know, here's, so let me, let me give you good news and bad news. Okay. So here's the good news. There are a lot, a lot of people waking up now. They are there. there there's, there's a lot of them, a lot more than, uh, you know, <laughs> a lot more than when I first started on this journey. Let's put it that way. But there are a lot more people waking up. Here's the bad news about that, though. They aren't doing anything. Yeah, they're waking up to, you know, what's going on, and they can see in that, but they're not doing anything about it. They're just continuing going along in their little happy bubble, just walking along. Yeah, you can take my freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. They're not doing anything. So what's it going to take? to make these folks actually do something. I mean, I, I, and that's not, that's not me being smart. I'm really, I'm serious. I really would like to know what it's going to take to have these folks actually stand up and, and do something. It really, <laughs> it, it really, it, it, it's, it's so far gone on some of these things. So here's what I think. Is going to have to happen. All right. What's the one thing that you take from somebody or you take away their potential and they're going to fight back? They're finally going to stand up and fight back. You start fooling with somebody's money, right? I've always said that always. 
you start fooling with somebody's money and that's when they're going to fight back. So, so is that going to happen? It's unfortunately, it's going to come to that. It's going to come to that and it's bad. It's bad, but it's going to, it's going to have to come to that. I mean, it's, they're not doing anything about it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We we think the the election was stolen. Yeah, absolutely. No way that old man got eighty million votes. I mean, you hear it all the time now, right? Uh, you hear it more. I mean, you're not going to hear it on like MSN or NBC or or what have you. But yeah, and, and you know, here's another thing. People are like, how come? How can you sit there and say Biden's not the true president? And we see it on CNN and in MSNBC. So first of all, don't you never doubt that those companies, maybe not the actual journalists that you see on television, but I feel a lot of them do. They know what's really going on. They know. And by feeding false information to us, the American public, right? feeding us false information, that is a crime against humanity. That is treason. And don't never doubt that these guys are going to be held accountable. Getting back to the indictments, remember something Trump said in his speeches when he was talking about the indictments? Because I was indicted right away. Now everyone, they need to indict all these other presidents before me. Right now. He didn't say a year from now. And if you things are happening quicker and, and and faster, and of course, continuation of government and authority for a president is not meant to be forever, and it's certainly not meant to go four years. But you know, I thought that he would it would already be done by now. However, however, you know, I mean, we we learn as we go along. Learning how big, really big this is. I mean, I've always said. It's the entire world, right? But seeing some screenshots and stuff that I've seen, it's big. I mean, <laughs> and guess what? These guys have had power for so long. If you go to take somebody's power, like a, if you go to dethrone a king, like if you, if any of you are history buffs like me and you, and you like history, when you go to take a king out and that, that king does everything they can or even the king's council, they do everything they can to hold on to that power. They grip and claw everything. They don't just give it up. They don't just bow their head and call it a day. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. And that's what we're seeing now. That's what we're seeing right now. There was a headline that I seen today that I wanted to go over because I watch, be careful what you fall for, okay? And that's the the AI, right? Artificial intelligence. So U.S. Patent Office considers AI as potential investors uh, in patent protection. So they announced today that it would be holding a listing session in early May to discuss the questions of crediting AI as an inventor when it generates an idea not yet convinced by human, conceived by humans. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, additionally, the office is inviting public comments on the matter. 
as advancements AI have led to an increasing debate over the last few years about the need to amend federal laws to protect inventions from entities other than natural persons. In 2019, the company requested public input on whether AI advancements warranted a revision of federal laws to accommodate non-human inventors. However, in 2020, the office denied a request to recognize an AI machine as an inventor. Folks, we there it said it right there. They are machines. Okay? They're not inventors. They're not human. And I'm telling you, this is what they want. They want and I know it sounds crazy, but it's I mean, it's all over the news. I mean, you don't have to take my word for it. They want they want these things to take over. They they want it to take over. Us. Us. Our <laughs> yes, they want it to take over the human population. What? Kentucky, you're crazy. What? Yeah. Do a little research. It's not that hard. We're talking about the same people that want us to eat our neighbors and eat bugs. Is it really that far-fetched that they'd like to wipe out over half of us and have it with uh, artificial intelligence running the game? Is it really that hard to comprehend that? So let's talk about a couple things we haven't talked about because we've been doing so much history uh, on our on our previous episodes. And we've had quite a few interviews. If you haven't watched the last few episodes, be sure to tune in for that. But let's talk about this Budweiser, these patriotic ads, and the backlash over the, they've, they've partnered with uh, the transgender, I mean, they went woke, right? So let's, uh, let's go ahead and let me read this. Uh, the ad features an iconic American landmark, small towns, and farmland, with the narrator delivering a patriotic message throughout. The ad, which references September 11th, was intended to bring people together, according to Anheuser-Busch CEO uh, Brendan uh, Whitworth. Their new pro-America advertisement sparked heated debate on Twitter over the weekend as critics accused the company of making a misjudged attempt to quell the backlash from Bud Light's endorsement partnership with transgender influence Dalen, Dalen, whatever his last name is. Budweiser released its latest advertisement on social media Friday showcasing a Clydesdale horse journeying across the United States from New York City to the Grand Canyon. The ad features iconic American landmarks, small towns, and farmlands with the narrator delivering a patriotic message. The ad, which references September 11th, was intended to bring people together. Yeah, we've already seen that. So this partnership that Bud Light has made has led to significant financial losses for the brand and widespread calls for a boycott. Although the new ad aims to shift focus from the controversial partnership with the patriotic imagery and message, critics online have argued Budweiser's attempt to regain support is poor taste and have urged the company to apologize instead. Prominent figures like Red State Senator, editor Brandon Morris, and actor Matthew Marston have taken to Twitter, Twitter to criticize the advertisement. Detransation activist Ollie London called attention to Anheuser-Busch's failure to apologize for the backlash, while Judicial Watch President Tom Fidden accused corporate owners of trying to pretend their support of a transgender extremist never happened. Others, including comedian 
Tom Dillon mocked the company for attempting to pander to conservatives. In a statement issued Friday, Anheuser-Busch CEO addressed the controversy for the first time, saying the company never intended to divide people but stopped short of apologizing for the Malvoline campaign. Whitworth emphasized the company's goal of bringing people together over a beer and its longstanding commitment to supporting communities, the military, first responders, sports fans, and hardworking America. <laughs> uh, so also Bud Light has paused his partnership with social media influencer. Oh, the transgender guy. Yeah, of course. Of course they paused. They need to do away with it. Do away with it. I mean, trust me, I, I wish I, I wish they didn't sell that stuff anyways. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it gets our kids hooked and it's just, I mean, alcohol is bad. It is. You can agree with me, you don't, I mean, or not. It, it doesn't matter. I have my own opinions on it. Um, but it just, it's, of course, they've lost a ton of money and they're going to keep losing money anytime. And I think Trump said it best one time in a speech go woke or go broke. If you go woke, you're going to go broke. And that's really, really how it is. That's really how it is. All right. So, Let's see. Oh, by the way, remember our brothers and sisters in Canada because their dictator, Trudeau, has already said that his country is on track to resettle 40,000 Afghan refugees by the end of this year. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Talk about a Joe Biden carbon cutter. I mean, that, that's all he is. He's just, he's a Joe Biden, just like Joe Biden. He's a puppet. Just, I mean, it's, it's sickening. It really is. This guy has, he doesn't do anything for Canada, for his country, just like our current president, does nothing for the game. Nothing. Please, for the love of God, tell me one thing either of these guys have done positive positive for their countries i mean just tell me one thing one thing that they've done positive and you're you, you can't find it you can't find it all right so looks like that's about all the time we do have for this episode once again i want you guys to of course do your own research make sure make sure that you get in there Dig deep and see what's going on. Don't ever take anyone's word for anything. And only believe half of what you see. Get down, dig deep, and let's find out what's going on. And then let's have a conversation about it. All right, folks. So you've been listening to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. I am your humble host, the Kentucky guy. And as always, God bless and God bless America. Thank you all.